0: This is your Wild Minute with Troy, and today's word is Hogvilt. That's Swedish for big game. The Minnesota Wild, after that embarrassing loss on Sunday afternoon to the Dallas Stars, they went to Stockholm for a two-game back-to-back series Saturday and Sunday against the Ottawa Senators on Saturday And then they turn around and play the mighty Toronto Maple Leafs on Sunday before flying home for a four-day break before they resume their schedule next Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Again, this is Troy. This is your Wild Minute with Troy. We're going to get you set up for tomorrow morning's game. We will have another podcast with lines. We're just going to get you caught up for what's been going on for the last four days with your Minnesota Wild. So before the Wild boarded the plane, they had a hard practice on Monday. And there were rumors that uh, Kirill Kaprizov might be hurt. He took the day off, a load management day, while the rest of the team skated up and down the ice and back and forth and up and down to uh, pay for their sins that we documented well in an in-game podcast Sunday during the game when the blowout was on in the third period. The defense has been horrendous. We've talked about it. We've talked about the pairings. Uh, just today, uh, the wild wave Dakota Mermis. Not really a surprise. They got to make room for their uh, emergency goalie, Jesper Wallstedt, who traveled with the team. So if Dakota clears waivers, 29-year-old will return to the uh, Iowa Wild in Des Moines. But a team could pick him up. Uh, He did play, have some good stretches, scored a couple goals for the Wild. But it was clear he's not in their long-term plans either. So to make room for that third emergency goalie on the two-game trip, they waived Dakota Mirmus. Now Spurgey's back. He came back uh, over the weekend. You didn't notice much difference in the defense, but we won't be too rushed. We won't uh, rush to judgment too quickly. Um, small sample size for Spurgee, but clearly he should stabilize the defensive pairings. And we'll talk more about that in a, another podcast that will set you up for tomorrow morning's game. A little uh, program reminder we're over in Sweden. So they're going to drop the puck locally at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, so tune in to Valley Sports North. I believe it's also on the NHL channel. Not sure locally. So it for sure will be on Valley Sports North for the 10 a.m. puck drop against the Ottawa Senators. The Gus Bus' former team, and Gus will be in net. So we need to start seeing some things. We've been talking about ad nauseum now for two weeks. The Wild have won five of their 15, and that's not nearly good enough to get a playoff spot. Um, starts with Kirill Kaprizov. He's been reunited with Zuccarello. They're going to keep Russo, or I'm sorry, they're going to keep Rosso Rossi, easy for me to say. Uh, Marco Rossi will be centering that top line, but they reunited um, Zuccarello with Caprizov on Sunday, and there wasn't much change. But it's clear they want to keep those two together. And in the long term, and by long term, I mean a season or two, they need the peanut butter with the jelly. You need Kirill with Zuccarello. So that's no surprise there. But there's, you know, you really only winning 5 of 15. Think of where this team would be without Marco Rossi and Brock Faber. Think about that. Two guys who didn't contribute at all last year are really two of the mainstays, two of the most positive signs you've seen so far through 15 games. Now, of course, there aren't a lot of bright lights when the Wild have been losing, getting blown out by eight goals, losing. I think they've given up seven goals three times, eight goals once. Very uncharacteristic. So here's where we're at. We don't take joy in talking about it. We don't think this is Dean Evason's problem. Uh, Well, it's his problem. We don't think it's his fault. Um, I don't want to ponder what Billy might have to do if the Wild lose to Ottawa on Saturday and then turn around and lose to Toronto on Sunday and then come back to Minnesota with a four-game break before they hit the the rest of the season. Um, But certainly with, I think, two coaches already being fired this year in the NHL, it's not out of the realm of possibility. If the Wild lose two and lose them poorly in Sweden, Billy might have to pull the plug. So we hope that doesn't happen because again, we don't think it's Dean's fault. While it is his problem, it's not his fault. So we'll find out his fate as the weekend plays out. The biggest concern, well, there's so many, but one of the biggest concerns with this team is with the exception of one or two games this year, they have come out so flat in the first period. And I don't know what how you can what you can uh Blame that on whether it's just not being ready to play, which which is uncharacteristic of this team. This is a bunch of veterans. They're accountable. Or are they just showing up sluggish? And They need to be, you know, after they get out shut five to one. Is that the wake up they need? And then they go in and hold on for dear life. Maybe they're on by two and then they have these furious rallies in the second and third periods. It hasn't worked so far. The other thing that we uh, really are keeping an eye on is this penalty kill and the Wild. You know, without Spurgeon, who just came back, Freddie Goudreau is going to come back soon. I think possibly this weekend. We'll see. But they miss Goudreau on the penalty kill, one of their best penalty killers. So that should help when he comes back. But this penalty kill has absolutely been atrocious. I touched on it Sunday when they were playing, when the Wild were playing Dallas. The stars skated into town through 14 games with just four power play goals. They scored five power play goals in the game against the wild. So they not only doubled their 14 game output in one game, they passed it by one. So that's a huge problem. The other thing is, is this power play is almost as non-existent as Kirill this far, this season. So that needs to get fixed, and I'm sure they're trying some things there too. So it'll be interesting to follow to see if after this long break, they, were, they played Sunday. They had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And now they're taking the ice Saturday. Hopefully, they I'm not necessarily flick a switch, but hopefully turn a page and start something new, start something better, and start showing that, that this team is better than what we've seen through 15 games. Now, some people are saying this is a bad team. They're, they are who they are. I reject that simply because this is largely the same team that played last year. You know, you move around a piece here or there, a Ryan Reeves for Patty Maroon, a Vinny Latiri for uh, Mason Shaw. I mean, those aren't big enough changes to make this team poor. The defensive unit, the blue line is the same, except for uh, their trade just uh, about a week ago. And that's for a a third-pairing defenseman. So no Dumba. I just don't think those are the reasons this team's struggling. I just think several players aren't playing well. And watch it tomorrow. Watch Kirill, watch 97. Watch Matt Boldy, watch number 12. Watch JoJo, Marcus Johansson, number 90. Watch Zuccarello. Those are four players who really, really haven't performed well at all, and they need to get it going. Matt Boldy needs to shoot the puck. He looks like he did early last season when he was passing up shots to make another pass. The Wild have enough players that are all too willing to pass. We need guys to shoot the puck. Hopefully that starts Saturday in Stockholm. We'll set the lineups in another podcast. This is Wild Minute with Troy. Follow me on Instagram, Wild Minute Troy. We'll talk to you.